You're listening to the Sports Blog New York Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to come listen to the SBNY Podcast. Whether you be listening on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, Google Play, SoundCloud, or maybe just in the sportsblognewyork.com browser, thank you for choosing us, and thank you for showing up each week to give some support. You can continue to show that support by leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Apple Podcast. Tell us what you think. Tell us your take on anything you'd like to talk about. Or tell us what you want to hear more of on the show. Tell us what you like, and you can drop that in. A rating and review means a lot to us, and we love nothing more to hear back from our listeners. But I'm very happy that you guys have joined me today because we have some really cool things to talk about. First off, I want to mention I have an interview coming up that I taped last weekend, just before the week 13 commenced, well, I guess right after, on Thursday night. I taped an interview with a man who founded a daily fantasy website made to help you optimize your lineups, and that's called fantasyadvantage.com. You're going to be hearing a lot about that, and you're going to be hearing from the CEO and founder. His name is Or Lifshitz, and he is from Tel Aviv, Israel, in which is where he joined us from. So it was pretty cool. We played that little game of what time is it where you are. So Orr was actually waking up bright and early at 7 a.m. to talk to us on the SBNY podcast while I sat here on Thursday night, 11 p.m. So it was pretty cool to uh, talk to Orr. You're going to be hearing about that. But we also have a few things of note to talk about and to clean up before we move on to that interview. First, I want to talk about the New York Yankees announcing their new manager. Aaron Boone is now the manager of the New York Yankees. So I want to give you some top-line thoughts on that. Nothing too crazy, but just kind of my first reaction after uh, having a weekend, at least, to let this sit and see Twitter and talk to friends. So I'll get to that. And also, I was at the Jet game this weekend. And it was actually the second time this year, two of two, for NFL games for me, in which I've seen the Chiefs. And though I saw a lot of Chiefs jerseys, more than I would have liked to at MetLife Stadium, I do also have to give a little bit of a mea culpa on the Chiefs. Because I I, I sat here on this podcast, the Sports Blog New York podcast, and, and thought just a few weeks ago, they were still one of the best teams in the league. I thought it was going to be one of those years they really had their, their stuff together. They competed, even if they didn't make the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship. I expected them to compete all year. And though they competed with the Jets and actually put up over 30 points, they just can't seem to get things back on track. These past six weeks have been abysmal for the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid gave up play calling today. And you know what? They didn't lose because of Alex Smith limitations. In fact, they lost as the anti-Alex Smith today. Alex Smith wasn't dinking and dunking and not being able to get first downs and, well, a little bit of not first downs. He wasn't struggling to make a big play. He wasn't struggling to throw the ball downfield. But they were struggling to get the run game going. They did not struggle, though, to get Travis Kelsey in, involved. Did not struggle to get Tyreek Hill a big play opportunity. Like we said, they scored over 30 points. But they gave up 38 points to the New York Jets. Now, I love Josh, watching Josh McCown run around and sling the ball downfield as much as the next guy. But when you're allowing the Jets to put up 38 points, got to do a little gut check there. 38 points from Josh McCown. The Kansas City Chiefs are on a downward spiral, and I think the Raiders and Chargers are smelling blood. In the division, I thought, maybe the best in football. We have three teams at 6-6, six and six, and the Broncos, who were abysmal this weekend. The Chargers and Raiders can smell the blood of the Kansas City Chiefs, and if they don't figure it out soon, they can be on the outside looking in come playoff time. As for the Jets and Giants quickly, Jets can continue to compete on both sides of the floor. Robbie Anderson's fun to watch. McCown makes it fun. 
MetLife Stadium, I'll say from first hand, was in great spirits today. They were excited. Despite the 14-0 lead after just a few moments for the Chiefs. And I can't speak to the Giants quite as much because, I mean, what is there to say? Yeah, they only lost by a score today. Yeah, Geno, you know, had an okay completion percentage. Threw a touchdown pass. Evan Ingram still looks good. But it's sad. And now the ownership is saying they didn't fully back this decision. And Eli's in the plans for the future. And Eli's saying he expects to play next year. This has become a mess. And the New York Giants should feel like the New York Jets. From top to bottom, there's this has been run poorly. And Giants fans are not used to this. They're not used to disarray from the organization. And by the time you're listening to this podcast, because I'm recording Sunday night, this little intro here before our interview with Orr Lifshitz, Ben McAdoo might be fired by the time we wake up. By the time you're listening to this podcast. It's a mess. And I went from feeling bad for Eli and wanting this to get cleaned up to now being worried that this can end up setting back the organization for a long time. So the New York Giants just need to continue to lose this season. Get that pick. Do something with it. Whether you trade it down for more picks or some players or you take that quarterback of the future, or you get some sort of talent that you can say will be in New York in blue for years to come. And lastly on the NFL, the playoff picture is really going to start shaping up, and it's going to be interesting to watch. So stay with the Sports Blog New York podcast. In the coming weeks, we're going to be talking about the playoffs. We're going to be talking about what you need to keep an eye on, this MVP race. Shout out Russell Wilson, who, if he wasn't in the race already, damn sure put his name right next to Tom Brady and Carson Wentz. Damn, man, Russell Wilson does some amazing things on the football field. It's fun to watch, very fun to watch. I think the Seahawks may just be getting started this year, and that's why it's so hard for us to count them out, even when they, they seem to be struggling. Man, he's been a wizard on the field. Ah, but again, Sports Blog New York podcast, interview with Orr Lifshitz coming up. Um, stay tuned for the later in the week NBA Outsiders episode. And then, of course, next week again, we'll be back. SBNY podcast. We're here every Monday, every Wednesday. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes and Apple Podcast app. Love to hear back from you guys. Tell us what you want to hear more of. You know what to do. Sports Blog New York podcast. But now... Before we get to Orr, this is the last thing I promise. Some top-line thoughts on Aaron Boone, the new manager of the New York Yankees. So I saw on Twitter, and with speaking to friends, uh, the, the, the large reaction to Aaron Boone was mostly, I would say, slightly positive. Some people might not love the man. Some people have some great memories, obviously, from him being a Yankee. The one standout, of course, the home run. But you just have to remind yourself that if you're a Yankee fan, you need to make a decision. Am I putting my trust in Brian Cashman and the Yankees organization? Because I don't know if this pick's about Aaron Boone. I don't know if him becoming the new manager is going to make a huge difference. Because between the candidates that they had coming down to the end, the guy from San Francisco that everyone seemed to love, Mulins, nickname Bam Bam, great nickname, Aaron Boone, Carlos Beltran's name popped up. Aren't those mostly names you can be okay with? Names you can be pleased with? And, and I think I have that feeling because I, I'm getting told from every direction when it comes to the Yankees that it doesn't matter. There's going to be decisions made up top about lineups, rest days, bullpen uh, usage, starting rotation usage. And they're going to come from up top. So yeah, Aaron Boone will be the figurehead. Yes, he'll be the face. Yes, he'll be the voice to have to back these decisions. And yes, he'll have to keep a young team hungry. A team who got a taste last year, but a team who can't be satisfied. 
But when it comes down to it, the Yankees got rid of Binder Joe. But I think we might be in the Binder Aaron era. Because whatever you want to say about Aaron Boone and what he might or might not bring to the table, what he will bring to the table is preparation. Because that is what the Yankees will expect of him. He will be prepared, just like Girardi. He will be bindered up with his statistics and what the front office wants him to do every single game. So I just want to say that, Yankee fans. Tread lightly. It's fun. It's a good name. He's a good dude. I saw some jokes that now no one has to listen to him on Sunday Night Baseball anymore. People were happy about that. But be happy. Aaron Boone should be a good face for the Yankees franchise. But just remember, he's binder Aaron too. (laughs) But this is the Sports Blog New York podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed the little NFL breakdown and my thoughts on Aaron Boone. But without further ado, it's time for you and I to talk to our friend Or Lifshitz, the founder of FantasyAdvantage.com. you got to check it out. It's a great site, great platform. You're going to learn a whole lot about. So enjoy this. Stay tuned for an NBA Outsiders episode coming in the middle of the week. Have a great day and enjoy the interview with Or Lifshitz, the founder of FantasyAdvantage.com. I can't really sing. <laughs> yeah. La, 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 la. You're listening to the SBNY Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. I'm very excited to be here today, tonight, this morning, however you may look at it. But the reason I bring that up is because my guest tonight, a very special guest, goes by the name of Or Lifshitz, is actually joining me from Tel Aviv, Israel. And why is Or with us tonight? That is because he's the founder of FantasyAdvantage.com. So, Or, thank you, first off, for waking up early to do this podcast. Thank you very much, Peter, and I'm very glad to be here with you. Um, thanks for the opportunity. Love your, love your blog. Love your uh, show. Oh, I appreciate that. That means a ton to me, and uh, I appreciate you willing to come on to talk about your new website. I mean, it's really exciting when um, I really found out about your website. First thing I did was start poking around and seeing, you know, how you build these lineups. Um, And to give a quick background, I'll do a a line or two, and then I'll hand it off to you. But basically what FantasyAdvantage.com is for the SBNY listeners, it's a free daily fantasy sports tool designed to provide an advantage to the casual user, right? The casual fan, the person who doesn't have all the time in the world to do the research. You get a tool. It gives you projections, you know, weather patterns, past performance, so much information, and it helps you pick the best daily fantasy lineup. So, Or, give me just a, a quick background of the website to give our listeners uh, a little bit of what we're going to be hearing about today. Yeah, so I think you described it uh, pretty well. Uh, we like to see it not only as a, as a set of tools, but a full platform that uh, try to address and find uh, those amateur recreational players, people that just like sports and like fantasy, but doesn't actually have the time to sit there for hours and do the, the, the advanced research and read and, and you know learn all about the, uh, all the different uh, position and, and the different uh, uh, opportunity for every week and, or every day. So we decided to take uh, our our uh, uh, technological background and bring it to the sport and, and help people just get better results and do it easily and uh, fun and fast. And that, that's your little slogan there. If you go on the site, which is fantasyadvantage.com again, on the, on the, uh, towards the bottom of the page, it says smarter, faster, and free. And that is what it provides you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Actually, what we like to, to tell our users or people that use our platform is that they need to bring their instinct, their sport instinct. You know, they, they know about it. They love it. That's their passion. But we're going to best them up with our technology and help them just stay in a very uh, secure path, uh, find uh, good players, uh, make good choice and just be better uh, prepared for the for the for the game. And one thing I really loved when I looked at it is you guys speak in the right language, right? So you look through these players and you have you know the best couple pop up and you could load up some more, but you use the terminology that 
it, it's, it hits home for us. So you know when, when somebody is a low price but you think they're going to have a good game, you call it a bargain. You call a player who's a, an average price but also a high-quality player solid. And you use, just like the, the verbiage is very easy to use, and it, it makes it a fun way to break down these players. But Or we're going to break more into the, the actual website, fantasyadvantage.com, a little later. But I think it's really cool to hear a little bit about your background since you do have a very unique background. Like I mentioned in the open, you are from Israel. You're in t- Tel Aviv right now. Woke up bright and early. It's actually Friday morning for you. It's still Thursday night for me. So your your background's a little interesting. You have worked both in Israel as well as in the United States for a company that we all know. You have some experience working for Google. So you have a very unique background. So can you uh, just start off by telling me, telling us and uh, me and the listeners what it's like to work you know, basically worldwide in New York, in the United States, and back in Israel? Yeah, sure. I love to. Maybe I'll start uh, with Dan. So today I'm sitting here in Israel. We're based in Israel and in New York. Uh, but our R&D team, the research, the, the data guys, that I think they are the core of our platform sit here in Tel Aviv, and that's why I took a strategic decision to sit here with them. Uh, it, it was always a question if you want to sit next to either technology or the, close to the market. But because we are uh, rely heavily on technology and on data processing, I decided I'm going to uh, stay here in Israel and not move back to New York. As you said, I, I lived uh, across the, uh, several countries, but I uh, started in Israel, uh, born and raised here. Uh, did my master, uh, my bachelor degree here in Israel, economics, then moved to the U.S. I lived like six years uh, in New York, did my master at NYU. My wife is American, uh, lived in New York for many years, so I'm a big uh, New Yorker. Uh, in for, for several years, uh, then uh, moved back to Israel. So I worked in the high tech and a startup uh, uh, industry in New York uh, for a big high uh, tech company uh, that uh, bought and sell media. So I'm coming from a user acquisition and online marketing uh, uh, background. Then moved back to Israel and worked for Google, which is probably one of the best companies in the world to, to learn and to uh, actually. Uh, you know, work around the data and user acquisition and online funnels and, and everything uh, that you hear but don't actually understand. Uh, it was a great opportunity to actually master it. And then uh, opened the company, uh, Fantasy Adventures, a year ago, uh, sitting here in Israel but addressing the American market. Uh, that's a big challenge. But we try to to take advantage of both uh, worlds, you know, use the, the, the tech guy, the, the savvy guy that sits here in Israel, but also stay close to the market and find those sport experts in New York or in the U.S. And that's what makes it so interesting, too, because we always hear about uh, soccer for us and football for everybody else being the most popular sport in the world, and it still is, obviously, but football worldwide is starting to grow, and it's starting to you know, pick up in other countries. So I have to ask you, or what what type of sports did you follow growing up in Israel? I know the site Fantasy Advantage does not only football for daily fantasy, but baseball and basketball as well. So what's your sport background like? You have any teams that you like? Any sports you like better than others? So before moving to the U.S., I was a big uh, soccer fan. Uh, you know, here in Israel, but mostly in Europe. Uh, I think that's the the best best uh, leagues and, and the best uh, soccer in the world. So, uh, you know, starting with uh, Barcelona and uh, Real Madrid and just watch uh, European and, and, and England uh, soccer. That's, I think, uh, an amazing uh, opportunity to be here in Israel and close to, again, to those uh, sports. Uh, moving to, to, to the U.S., I, I, I saw that amazing, uh, you know, sports culture that people in, in, uh, in, U, in the U.S. Uh, have. And, you know, it's a much more uh, family friendly uh, environment. So, again, baseball, football, NBA, those are all sports that I, I love. Uh, I'm a big uh, football fan. Uh, I can't say that I watch all the games because the, the, moving back to Israel made it a little uh, challenging in terms of uh, time and uh, and uh, the availability of, uh, of those things. But I'm, I'm a big uh, football game. So a few games live when I was in New York. And uh, I'm, uh, I love you like many, I think, like most of New Yorkers. So. <laughs> yeah, man. I, actually, it's funny you brought that up. I was thinking... If I was going to get your take on that, see what you thought, I, I knew you spent time in New York. Uh, did that news trickle all the way out? I know, obviously, you're you're tied into the news with being working with Fantasy Advantage, but did that news trickle out? Well, you know, it's sad. It's sad. I, I wanted to call my first son Eli, so, you know, that's, that's how I like, how much I like him. It's, uh, 
I think uh, the Super Bowl of the 2011, I think was it. Uh, so I, I sat there, I watched it, and uh, I still have a very uh, warm uh, spot in my uh, my heart for him. And I uh, I don't think he'll come back this season, but uh, he did a good run, you know, 200 and, uh, and change games. So uh, that's uh, it's sad, but I think uh, if we look at it for uh, a few years, it will stay as a good memory. So I'm, I'm, I'm all, um, all for him. Yeah, I mean, I think you just spoke for all of New York right there. Or you just earned all, I mean, you already earned your New York pinstripes, but you got some more right there. I think you spoke straight from the heart for a bunch of New Yorkers. And this is the Sports Blog New York podcast, so you're hitting the fans right at home. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. I don't have to add anything. It's sad. We have to remember the good times, right? We have to remember the Super Bowls and, and when he was did well. And hopefully somehow this ends a little better than it looks like it's going to, going to right now. But let's get back to some of the fantasy advantage stuff. So it's pretty cool. Your, your sport background actually becomes very diverse, which I can imagine helps you basically just understand fans and, and, the, da- and the data. And being a fan, I'm sure, helps you be driven to make this website even better. So um, what can you highlight, though, based off of experience in the United States as well as Israel? Basically, some differences that may be specific to your career that you noticed was different when you were in New York or when you went back to Israel, you got used to something that you got used to in New York. Just maybe highlight something from your career that you found interesting. Well, I think that uh, today we are in a very global market. You know, when you build a product, you aim for the biggest market you can. Uh, obviously, that's the, the U.S. So working here in Israel and in the U.S., usually uh, the, 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 the U.S. market was our biggest uh, market uh, to go to. So uh, I think in terms of audience and in terms of targeting and building platforms, that's, that's pretty similar. I think what's interesting is that, you know, working in New York, you work in a very uh, fast-growing, uh, very... Uh, uh, intense uh, environment where people really want to succeed and, and, and money talks, and it's very easy to create connections and build stuff. Uh, what what I would say again, very uh, um, Amelie, in, I think you, you, you in New York it's a little harder to find those uh, tech guys, the people that can actually take uh, platforms or take websites and bring it to the next level in terms of, of tech. You can find them, but they are very expensive and very very uh, rare to find. Uh, I think that in Israel or in in the valley, uh, it's, it's it's easier to build the technological companies. You know, companies that are basic technological and not um, uh, content or are looking, uh, you know, at the, the finance. Uh, so I think uh, it's 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 a matter of culture and a matter of, of the the right resources that you can uh, harness in, in every every uh, state that that, that you are. Uh, even looking at the, the U.S., I think it's very different. Uh, New York has a special and a different uh, uh, rhythm, environment, and atmosphere that is not unlike any other state in the U.S. And, and again, I didn't live in uh, other places, but I, I traveled a lot. So I think in that term, New York is similar to Israel. Uh, people there are like work, willing to work hard, and will do anything that they can to succeed, which I, I like very much. That is very interesting breakdown. Uh and very, very, very cool. And you know what? It's funny. You, you bring up what your target market was, and you said your big target was over here. Uh, but you, you really got the bulk of the work done. You found your best workers back home. So my question to you now is what makes your platform great is the data, right? It's the data. It's the tech. It's the platform. So when you're trying to market to the casual fan, right, the regular guy who likes football but doesn't understand all the advanced metrics and, and data – how do you market somebody when you're telling them about machine learning tech and when you're telling them about your, your algorithms? How do you market your, your smart technology to the average consumer? Well, Peter, that's, I think, a great, uh, a great question, and you pretty much nailed uh, you know, that, that, that the key uh, challenge for us. Uh, to see how we take a very advanced technology that, honestly, sometimes I don't understand. You know, I, I'm uh, surrounded by tech guys. The town is storing, but stories. But uh, it's very hard to for someone who didn't come from this uh, background to understand exactly what machine learning. What is it? How do you collect data? How do you uh, uh, bring it and find uh, interesting uh, patterns and conclusions? And and eventually, how you take everything and bring it to someone who doesn't know anything about it. It's just like to read about sport, you know, things that he like, and. Uh, there's a lot of uh, beliefs that you come with, and, and how do you take everything and bring it uh, in a very easy, uh, simple,
simple and fun way. And, and that's our challenge, uh, uh, how to maintain the platform from, you know, from an, uh, one aspect, uh, a professional and, uh, and uh, interesting, but still have it gamifying and, and simple to use and, and fun. And uh, the way we try to do it is, you know, we try to focus on the user, to understand who is our target uh, audience and try to make it easy for him. So we'll, we'll do the processing on our back end. We'll try to bring all the data into just, uh, you know, a, a final conclusion. Do it very, very straightforward, very simple. Let him still explore, learn, play with it a little, but don't, don't bring it too many, too many options. Make it simple and make it clear and uh, let him decide how deep you want to go and, and how, how much you want to go into it and read about it. And uh, we try to, even though we, we tell a little bit about our technology, we try not to, to put it in the front because I don't think that from the user perspective that's the key, the key uh, uh, benefit. Well, you know, it doesn't matter for him how we do it. We just, we just bring the, the, the relevant data for him and we just try to help him. And uh, if you find it uh, resourceful, then just use it. And that's hopefully what the people uh, will do. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. And as soon as you go to the site, which again is fantasyadvantage.com, I'm here with Orlifshitz, one of the co-founders. Uh, as soon as you sign on to the site, you can see the platform. It's clean. You know, you click the menu button, and and there's really three main tools to this platform, which we're going to get more into later. But basically, to to give a quick tease of what we're going to get into later, the three main things are the lineup wizard, which gives suggestions for different traits. That's what I was talking about before with the bargains and the solid players and the studs and then the, the high-risk players, then you get the lineup optimizer, and that basically helps you pick an entire lineup right off the bat. You can play it safe, you can go with the, the high-risk, you can go with the fad picks, and then also player ranking, which is a little more straightforward. You can see what players have been performing and what they're expected to do later. And that's why it's, it's really simple for the user to look at and get ideas, right? And that's what you're inspiring. Because like you said, these guys know football a little bit, and you're trying to help them make the right decisions. So that's really cool. Um, but I, I want to bring in one of your partners, your co-founder. His name is Rodham Haber. If uh, correct me if I pronounced that wrong. No, that's, that's close enough. We can go with that. <laughs> well, I appreciate the kindness. And you guys are both actually ex Google employer uh, employees. And you know now you're co-founders of FantasyAdvantage.com. Uh, did you guys? How long? Well, let me ask this: How long ago did you guys realize that this was a market that you guys can attack, that you guys can try to get into? Well, again, great question, I think. Uh, so, uh, as I said before, I live in the U.S. for several years. I saw that fantasy sport is a huge, huge market. Uh, you know, I would call it a phenomenon in the U.S. I don't think it's, it's unlike any other place in the world, uh, at least, that, uh, you know, when we started uh, to look at the market. And uh, obviously, we saw a big opportunity there. But uh, Rotten, my partner, he's a big sports fan, even uh, much bigger than... Than, uh, than myself and uh, but he's also a very big uh, uh, data believer and one day I would say probably like a year and a half ago he came to me uh, we both uh, worked at a different company then came to me with a question he said listen or do you know what fantasy sport is and I told him well, are you crazy yeah of course I know it's like a huge huge, huge uh, uh, game in, 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 in the state and he said listen when I'm, I'm looking at the numbers and something is look very weird like a lot of people play fantasy sport in the U.S., but not a lot of them play DFS. Can you explain me why? And, you know, I tried to start uh, answering this question, but it was too difficult. I didn't really know why so many people play seasonal games, play with friends, but doesn't play it on a weekly basis on, uh, on uh, DFS platforms. And I think that's where we started to understand that there is a market here. That uh, it, it's, not, it's not possible that, I don't know, 70 million people play fantasy on a, a seasonal game but on a weekly basis but a seasonal game but not so many did the transfer the shift or staying now at the, at the DFS platforms and that that was uh, something we wanted to, to go into and, and try to understand why why there is such a big difference and um, I think that that started the whole conversation and that pretty much brought us to to look at the data and try to understand it and try to solve the problem and bring more players to the, you know, that's eventually what we try to do here at Fantasy Advantage. We try to bring more people to this industry because we believe it's a, it's a great game and that's the only way today, the only legal way to, 
online back in the U.S. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity and it's a great game. And that's our mission. That that's awesome, and it it makes so much sense. Or I, I'm thinking about my friends alone, and obviously my friends don't represent everybody. But I know a lot of people of my friends who play fantasy football. Obviously, I know people who have given up on season long, and they only do the daily fantasy now. And I know people who obviously supplement both to get both together. And how it's honestly great timing for us to be talking now, right? We're in week 13 of the season. I bet a lot of people listening to this podcast may have been eliminated from their season-long fantasy leagues already, and they're looking for something to do for these last couple of weeks. And I think, I don't know exactly when you said uh, those conversations started, but since the like maybe two or three years ago, this daily fantasy thing has just grown and grown and grown. And one thing that I can't believe I haven't mentioned yet is how you guys have implemented these other daily fantasy players into your site. So what's really cool about these tools when you create your lineup you can export it directly to your FanDuel. How important was that aspect to your platform more? Again, crucial, crucial. Uh, I think you, you spoke very wisely about the, the transfer uh, from the, the seasonal to the DFS. And we saw the same when we started to look at the, the data and asking the question. We saw the same problem that you just mentioned. People played the seasonal uh, with their friends. And after week, you said 13, I would say sometime even week four, you're starting <laughs> to see... You know, the, 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 the leader somewhere in front of you, uh, you're there in the back, you're thinking, what? Who should be retired for me to, to start advancing and, and maybe see something at league there this year? And uh, you said, maybe I'll go and play DFS and uh, the Daily Fantasy. But then you say, okay, it's so complicated. The complexity of building a lineup, winning lineup every week. Sometimes if you're looking on an NBA, even a few times a week, it takes a lot of time, a lot of time. And, and you know, we're looking for those people that like sports, understand sports, but just they just don't want to sit for hours in the afternoon and read all the article and understand who's going to open, who's going to play, who's going to perform, whose uh, salary is too big, is too expensive, sorry, and uh, just make it more simple for them. Help them uh, take the right decision. And that's exactly our, our audience market. Uh, that's who we, we target today. Uh, that's what we're trying to win them. That's the, the value of uh, fantasy advantage. Now, regarding the FanDuel and uh, drafting uh, integration, so for us, that was crucial because uh, our dream was to, to create a platform that would be seamless, that would take the user from uh, uh, the Facebook page or a question in uh, a query on, on Google about sport and just have them go through a funnel, again, a very uh, what we call the, uh, a professional and maybe a term, but the funnel is it just uh, think of it as a host that takes the user from one end and brings them directly where he wants to go. So we want to take them through this process and help them build a winning team. What we believe can be a winning team. You know, we can't promise anything, but uh, we help them take better decisions. And uh, the FanDuel uh, integration, uh, I think we're the first in the world that offer uh, a direct uh, connection to take your team and just have it smoothly transfer to the operator to your choice. And we work with all big uh, operators. Was uh, was uh, actually a, a, a very important step on the way, um, and it, it gave us uh, a great uh, user uh, user experience. You know that you don't need to go and start uh, uh, do it manually and, and then just write your lineup. Uh, we saw great results, great results, and we believe that that's, that's the way it should, uh, should be it should be done. Uh, that's why we worked so hard for them to to help us do it. We're so glad and so uh, thankful for them to be the pioneer and bet uh, and, and, and on us and, and, and did this process with us. And we see great results. And hopefully, you know, with fantasy advantage, people will, will use it, will do it, uh, and uh, will get uh, will be uh, a great entertainment for them. Oh, that was that was awesome. And I'm joined here with Or Lifshitz, the co-founder of FantasyAdvantage.com. Again, that's FantasyAdvantage.com. I'm Peter Kennedy. This is the SBNY podcast. Or you know who will actually love you for this? It's all the bosses and all the people who are, you know, catching their their employees looking at fantasy sports <laughs> during the day. <laughs> you know, because these. Wow, kids. You know, family. I I spend hours sitting and reading about players that to, to try and. Uh, be better at my uh, Premier League uh, fantasy game, and, and it's so hard. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure that my wife is, uh, is very thankful for, for having us uh, work on a product that can uh, bring us more together. 
Yeah, that, that is so funny because I, I know for a fact my boss has walked behind me and saw me doing fantasy sports. And, you know, whether they care or not, obviously, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. And if you can help people cut back that time, I think they're going to appreciate it. <laughs> uh, oh, another thing that you mentioned, though, that I do want to talk about is, you know, in the middle of that statement you had before, you mentioned how, you know, obviously you can't guarantee that anybody's going to win, but you can help put them in the right situation, make the best decisions, et cetera, et cetera. So how, how did you guys manage expectations when you first launched? So you guys launched only a few months ago. This is your first season uh, active. So how did you manage the expectations of people expecting to win or hoping to win? How did you balance all that? Uh yeah, that that was a tough, uh, a tough marketing uh, decision for us to understand what what we can promise or what we're promising our users. It's very important that if you say something, you'll be able to to uh, perform and actually bring those this value. And I think starting very early, we decided that our marketing message or what we actually bring to the user is not the uh, promise uh, to to win because you know that's something that no one can uh, can bring to the table. And I don't think that users are looking for that. But what we do promise and what our key marketing message uh, was and still is, is we're going to help you do it. So think of us as a, as a platform, a tool that can help you stay in the right path, okay? We'll try to help you choose players that are actually going to play and none of them is injured. Players that are actually uh, bringing something uh, new, fresh, or going to perform very good uh, uh, this, uh, uh, this next game. So... Again, if this team is going to win or not, we don't know. But uh, we, we thought that we're just going to bring you the value in, in, in looking at the right opportunity. We're going to be like a, a flashlight. It's going to light the dark spot that you, you didn't see. Uh, we were very surprised to see that our lineups are actually performing much, much, much better. And again, uh, you know, going, going, uh, starting this journey, we thought, let's, let's build an algorithm that will be smart, bring the good results, we'll show people where they should focus. Uh, fortunately, we, we built something that was, uh, and again, that's not our marketing message. We don't promise anyone to win. But when we started to see our lineups and what we generated and, and the results, and, you know, looking back now, we have enough data to, to test it. We see that we found, uh, and again, I don't have it here uh, uh, when most of it is a confident, uh, you know, we don't, we don't want to talk about it because, again, that's not the, the message that we find that we did uh, produce a very uh, good lineup, very good recommendations. And uh, now, for us now, that's, uh, again, a great opportunity to come and actually show, show the, the results and, and have people uh, play with it. Another thing that you, you mentioned is how do you uh, launch a new feature that you're not sure on the results and how, how you're going to manage, the, how to manage the marketing question behind it. And again, you know, when, when we start something, we just put it there, we try to test it, we try to play with it. Because we don't promise anything in terms of winning, it's very easy for us. That's what we think. Take it, use it, see if it's uh, correlated with your thoughts, with your instincts. Uh, and uh, I think uh, we try to, to keep to our message to, that, you know, use, your, use our technology and your instincts. And together it should bring you a, a better result than the average, for sure, and for what you, you, you would have able to do by yourself. I, I mean, I... Again, I, maybe, maybe it's important to, to, to understand that we, we're aiming for a very big market, but a very specific one, uh, we're going to. Com- we're not competing with the professional players that sit in in the house with you know all the data and algorithms, and they read everything and know everything about sports. For us to help them to bring them value, it would be very very hard. Uh, or they will see a very a minor uh, influence. But looking on the recreational player, the the guy, the amateur, the guy that likes sports, try the platform probably. Uh, last few times, that's the, the that's I think the market though. Those are the users who can help them the most. I think that's a perfect way to break it down because if you think about it, you're not helping the pros be better. You're helping basically level the playing field for the people who don't have what the pros have. And I think that's that's pretty interesting and a, a really cool way to go about it. Um, and, and another thing I thought of while you were talking there is you can't guarantee a win because it depends also what type of pool the player goes into, right? So say you and I use the same exact lineup wizard, right? And we pick the same people, we export the same lineup. I could put it into a pool where it has 50 people and I lose. You can go into a smaller pool with friends with 10 people and win. So there's no way to guarantee a win because you never know who you're going against too. 
Exactly, exactly. And you know, uh, it depends on the on the, the tournament, depends on the uh, on the, the 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 players. There's so many factors. But I think uh, that that I can tell for sure, we're giving them much better odds to compete, to play, and to have fun. Eventually, it's all about the fun. You, you want to build a lineup that will actually will have a chance, and you want to be uh, relevant. You talked at the beginning about the, the relevancy at the, the seasonal tournament. After week, you said 13, I said four. We keep them uh, relevant and, and we help them create lineups that will uh, uh, bring the fun back to the game for them. And I think another big, big, big advantage that we bring, the standard advantage we bring, is the fun of actually creating the team and building the team. You know, those platforms. And again, I have a lot of very good things to say about all our partners. But if there was one thing that is a big challenge for them, and it's a challenge for the industry, you know, we crack it because we came from a very a strong online background working for uh, the best online company in the world. But, you know, mobile, how do you take someone and bring them all this information in his mobile device? Most of the, the, the queries today, most of the interest comes from the mobile devices, tablet and, 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 and uh, cell phones. So I think a big advantage that we bring is the ability to build a lineup. And as you talked about the, the integration to the big platform, build a lineup, very simple, and, and have it transfer from your mobile device. Uh, it's something that is very hard to do, the research, the readings, looking at the, you know, the, the, the numbers. And uh, I think that that's, again, a very, very uh, big advantage that we bring to the table. And uh, looking on other websites, they're not even close. And, and I'm very uh, fortunate and happy to say that I think that we are a market leader in the term of, of mobile adoption and the ability to take a player, have them build a lineup, play, and actually uh, be relevant and win. So wait, and I have a quick question. You don't have to go too deep into it. I guess it depends on what the answer is. But do you ever plan to make this platform help people for the season-long fantasy leagues, or are you going to stay strictly in the daily fantasy world? Again, great question. We are thinking about it very seriously. You know, we want to create a product that would bring a lot of value, a lot of value for users. And we are still thinking how we can take all the data and the information that we have and make it uh, relevant for the seasonal game. I don't want to promise anything, but I think we're going to see towards next season, the next NFL season, something very interesting on our uh, platform that hopefully will help uh, those players. But the problem with that, uh, with that market is, again, that it's a very limited uh, by, by time, that uh, the draft starts somewhere in the summer, ends, and that's it. You know, there's not a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, questions going through the year. So we're looking for something that is you do twice a day. And, uh, but we're still thinking of it. It's a, it's a great uh, test that we might, uh, uh, we might take next year. Well, all right. Well, what you got to do now is you just got to promise me that if you do launch something new and something cool, you got to come back on the Sports Blog New York podcast. That sounds fair, right? For sure. And uh, I think that in, uh, in few, a few months we'll have uh, uh, great, uh, some very interesting news regarding, uh, you know, make the platform more uh, social and help people share teams easily and have uh, people, you know, because one of the, the, the I think, the, the fun is not only to play for yourself, it's also to uh, share it with others, have them uh, see your lineups, hear their, their, their thoughts, and then, uh, you know, sometimes uh, even uh, joking about it. So we're looking to, uh, to, to integrate this interface on the, the platform, but help you also compete with your friends and share the teams and uh, thoughts with your friends. So today in our, on, on our platform, on fantasyadvantage.com, you can easily share a team and, and, and show other people what 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 you built and then have them you know take a look, hear them the thoughts. We're going to hopefully integrate it with some kind of a, a simulator that can also uh, show you and your friends where you are uh, uh, in, together. Oh, so you don't even have to be specifically in the same league with a friend to kind of like half compete against them. That that can be pretty cool. Um, I think it's a good time now to get back into the website here. So we have these three main parts that I want to get into a little bit. And again, this is Orlifshitz. If hopefully you guys are enjoying this interview, I know I am. I'm learning a lot uh, about this this whole this whole you know market, this whole world of fantasy sports, and specifically daily fantasy sports. Uh, it, it really is interesting, and I know more and more people who play it all the time. So let's talk about this platform here, and let's start off at the top. So. These options are available for, like you said, NFL, NBA, and MLB. And they're lineup wizard, lineup optimizer, and then player ranking. 
Uh, so let's start on top with the lineup wizard. And the quick synopsis is that gives suggestions and different traits for the be- the best prices, the best buys, the bargains, the studs, the high risks, the and the losers basically too. It tells you who's bad. Uh, so what does the lineup wizard bring to the table? Well, well, I think that the lineup, the lineup wizard is actually the the window that that shows you what are the the most interesting uh, player that we think are uh, can, can 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 suit your, your new team, the one that you're building right now. It's a very uh, advanced algorithm behind it, what we call on a very uh, genetic algorithm. So you won't see the same results every time you go in. It, uh, every time look and scan a lot of data points and try to bring you uh, the best player for position. So uh, you start, I don't know, whatever, with a, uh, with a quarterback or a running back, and you can start with every position that you want, but it will be different every time, and it will try to take you into this path and help you build the team, but a very simple way. So it will show you, as you said, the three best choice or the three best next choice. Okay, so every time it will be a little different. Depends where we started, who you picked. Uh, and at the end of it, you'll see your team uh, in a very uh, nice, uh, again, clean way that will give you a good summary uh, of which player to perform, what's your uh, projected uh, points, how risky is the team, what's the consensus behind it, uh, are you going to, to be the only one who picks those uh, players. Uh, so I think that's, that's the window to a platform. That pretty much lets you look at the database uh, uh, and, and understand it very uh, clean and, and, and fast. There was a big debate, you know, how, how many players we want to show there uh, or how do we want to play with it, but uh, what stats are we going to present it? And again, uh, addressing the, 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 the uh, new players, amateur, regular players, that, that was the, the choice to go simple, but still have it uh, very accurate. And another thing that's cool about the, well, this is actually across the entire platform when you're looking at players, you can just simply click on their little profile card. It'll either flip around or slide down, whatever whatever it does on the page, I forget. But then it gives you the whole, like, even extra breakdown. So the the headline gives you the price, it gives you projection, it gives you, you know, obviously the position and things of that nature. But then you click it, and then all of a sudden you have all this more information, what they did last week, what the weather is going to look like. And that's what I find so cool that you guys incorporate all this different stuff into the platform. Uh, so what about the lineup optimizer? How does that uh, differ from the wizard, and what can that do for a player? So, again, we took, we took the technology and said, listen, sometimes people don't want to sit and, and you know, and, and pick uh, six or ten or whatever players. So integrated uh, uh, to the back end, the technology to actually take the two, three, four, whatever uh, player that you cho- chose and have us help you complete it in an automatic way and build a team uh, that you started to build it and we just uh, finish it. Uh, you know, sometimes you just have two picks that you want to choose and, and, that, and that's it. And then we took it and, and said, listen, we can create here a very interesting lineups. So let's try to play them with them a little bit. Let's have the build some uh, very what we call safe lineup. Uh, play only with your, you know, aces and, and, and have it uh, very safe. Uh, probably you won't be, you won't win the, the, the big tournament because again, very solid uh, and safe lineups. And, uh, you know, on the other hand, we have the the risky one, the one that you said, listen, I feel like I want a little thrill and I want to gamble. Let's take the, the sleepers, the one that uh, I'm not sure if they're going to play or not, but if they will play, then I'm going to be the only one that, uh, that shows them. Again, it's different strategies for uh, daily fantasy. I don't want to go too deep into it again because most of our users don't even understand it. But uh, and and I don't think they should. They just uh, should decide how risky they want this thing to be. And again, in, in the middle we have RP, and uh, that's that's pretty much the, the balanced team. I think the one that can put you stuff in the middle. Uh, and and again, yeah, very important to remember that every time you go into the, the platform, the the database runs again. And uh, that, that, uh, what we call the, the technical question will ask again, and the result will be different. That's what we call the genetic algorithm. So because the database changed a little, the projection changed a little, I don't know, a lot of uh, different uh, uh, database, uh, data points that, that goes into our system. So you'll see different results, uh, sometimes very similar players, and just, uh, just uh, I don't know, the running back will be different. So hard to say, hard to predict, but... Uh, you should decide how risky you want to go uh, with it. Yeah, and ba- basically, my my best piece of advice is 
just go go to fantasyadvantage.com and check this thing out yourself. E- even if you've never played Daily Fantasy before, it might be the perfect avenue for you to get in. Or if you have been playing for the past couple of years, you just got in this year, check out fantasyadvantage.com because once you look at it, it'll be so easy to understand. It's very user-friendly. I think you've made that evidently clear here on the SBNY podcast so far today. Uh, and, and that's my best piece of advice. I obviously looked at the website up and down after you know we were going to do this episode, and I was very I was very impressed. It, it's super clean, super user friendly, and it breaks down what you need to know. Um, so I do have a couple other questions. I don't know if, if there's answers to these, but I think it's kind of interesting, and I'm, and I'm a little curious. So let, let's see what we got here. So first off, do you plan to expand to any other sports outside of the NBA, MLB, and NFL? Yeah, so again, a good question. Uh, we're working on it uh, very hard. Definitely hockey is a big uh, interest for us. Uh, we're going to have it uh, live uh, for the MLB uh, season. Um, and we're starting to see, you know, starting to look at other other uh, markets as well. Maybe there will come, uh, maybe there will be a, a, an interesting opportunity. But I think that the next effort would be hockey and uh, just improving and, and, and have us uh, bringing more features and more tools. To, the, to our platform, I think that that would be the next step, the next step for us. So definitely hockey, because it's a, a great league, a great game, similar uh, similar environment, and, and just have us uh, add more feature. I talked about social, I talked about seasonal, and uh, uh, better integration to other platforms. Uh, that's that's pretty much the the, the product development. Awesome. And also, I, I want to get back to Rotom, actually, because we, we kind of just talked about him quickly earlier on in the episode. And, and basically, my question is, because this is this is an, an endeavor. I mean, for the layperson who's never coded anything or even really marketed a website or, or did anything online and digital, they don't know what it takes to really put on an entire website. So can, can you talk about any specific moment you remember where you and Rotom just like hit you hit it off, and you had that driving factor that helped make this goal a reality and turn this website into a real thing. I think we had we had the what would you call the aha moment, the few aha moments uh, that uh, really shook us and and, and 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 gave us, I think, the the, the 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 fuel to go to the next step. I think that the biggest aha moment for us was the to see the result of the technology. Again, I'm not a big uh, 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 NBA fan. I like to watch the the, the, the games, but I, I'm not a big fan. Very, it would be very hard for me to build a winning team for the NBA uh, uh, daily fantasy. And uh, when when we took the the, the, the technology and, and converted it and, and, and added the data base for NBA from the NFL, that was actually the first time that you know I, I I looked at it and said, okay, so let's test it now. We built something very nice for the NFL. Now it worked amazingly, but I'm talking like several weeks ago. Let's test it. And I built, uh, you know, a few lineups just without really understanding them, just, uh, you know, chose players, look at the, the, the recommendation, and, 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 and the results were amazing. And then, that, uh, then that was a big moment for us that we understood that we have something here that can actually change the industry. The, 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 it was so simple to do it, and the results were so good compared to the time I invested in it. It was so fun to watch the game suddenly. Now that I'm invested in three or four uh, different games, I was so happy to, to watch it and see the, 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 the results. So I think that's when we understood that we have something that is uh, on a technical uh, level is very strong, very solid, very, uh, very good. Uh, the question was for us, are users going to understand it and, and, and play with it? And that's something we just started to see now growing. So our user base grow uh, every day, more organic traffic, more people adopt the platform and use it. And I think for us, again, a very, I would say, uh, interesting and happy moment was to start see a returning user that never played, that there was the first time that they deposited in, in, in a platform and played, coming and playing it again and again. And we have, you know, our top performers, I think, built like so far, so played more than 80, 90 different tournaments since they started. So to take someone that never played DFS in his life and have him played in over, I don't know, a month and a half, 90 tournaments, that, 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 that means that he likes it and he's going to use it. And obviously he's getting good results. I don't know if it's winning or just the fun of it, or but something that we built is bringing them a lot of value. And that's a very uh, 
you know, that, that was a, a great milestone for us, understanding that we have something that people want. And I, I think that's what really drew people into Daily Fantasy, right? You, you can bet $1, you can put $2, you can do 10 You're feeling really excited, you could put 20 You know, you, it, you can customize it so well, and that's what makes it so cool. You know, you say before a, a season-long fantasy league, everybody throws 25 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. That can be a hundred games of daily fantasy. That's a hundred different times where you can can play with a chance to win, and that's what I think draws people in. Because, like you said, it makes the game so much more exciting. I mean, even I don't know uh, the red zone, NFL red zone, and Directv has the Sunday ticket where you can flip between games and you see every highlight, every action. People love that because they can see their players. And when you're playing daily fantasy football, and all of a sudden. You know the TV flips and your guy scoring a touchdown. It's it's electric. It's what it's what drives you. It what makes you want to watch. Um, so I think it's a great place that you guys are in. And again, this is fantasyadvantage.com. Um, my question, one of my next questions will be, how what, what can you tell our listeners here? So the people who have been listening to about 45, 50, whatever 45, 50 minutes of this podcast so far, tell them basically. If you have, uh, I don't know how to word it. So basically, why should they go to the site and check it out, whether they've played before or have never played before in their life? Well, well, I think that the first answer would be that that it's free. It's very easy to go in, very easy to understand. So it doesn't take a lot of time for you to you know to check it out. It's not something that you need to be ever invested just to understand if it brings you value or not. So just go to fantasyadvantage.com and see for yourself. Okay, just build a lineup. We're going to, to start, uh, you, you talked about uh, uh, investing and playing with the 25 bucks. We're going to have a lot of uh, uh, new uh, uh, social features that will allow you to check your team and see how it performs. So just go there, play with it, and, and, and see if it brings you value. It's very, very easy to start. And I think, again, that's something that we try to, uh, uh, that's one of our, our, our core, core, core uh, I would say value. I would say uh, uh, understanding that that's something that we need to maintain. It should be very simple, very easy, very fun. Okay. So absolutely, and you also know, I think if you have if you have, if you have two minutes in the in the bathroom or you're sitting on on the, on the subway, <laughs> go there, check it out, see if it brings you value, see if it's fun. If it's fun, use it. It's free. That's fantastic. Uh, also, now I know I read in a recent press release, and uh, we'll probably end up soon in a few minutes. So this may be one of my last question or two. But I saw in a recent press re- press release that you guys took, um, you know, customer reviews, basically what the users said to make changes and to add something new. So now tell my listeners that they've went to fantasyadvantage.com, they've used it, and they've either won, they've lost, they came so close. No matter what, how important is it for them to basically let you know what they like, what they don't like, and why they're coming back? I think that's the most important thing for us. So, you know, I, people, I'll give you all my email to share later, and you can go to my LinkedIn account. And just, we like, that, there's nothing I like more than uh, starting my morning with reading, reading people uh, reviews about the platform, what helped them, what is, was a very bad idea for us. You know, we like to improve. We like to take our product to the next level. Uh, we love feedback. Uh, we love bad feedback because that's what drives us and helps us uh, improve. And, again, I'm not just saying it, you know, that's something, if, you, if we listen to our audience, to our market, we can create better stuff for them. And uh, I, I really encourage people to, to reach out to us. Uh, we love fantasy fans. The, we love to hear their thoughts. We listen to them and we integrated them. A lot of the good ideas and the features that we brought to these platforms came from, from people that said, listen, if you can build me uh, uh, such and such, it would be awesome. And then I'll, I'll go to my tech guys and say, listen, uh, a guy from Ohio just told me, he said, listen, can you build, uh, I don't know, a new feature that, 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 that's allowing to share the team? Yeah, of course. Okay, so start doing it. Someone wants it. If someone wants it, probably there are more. And uh, we, we love to listen to our, our, our the market and to our audience. And that's one of our challenges, uh, being based here in Israel, uh, this for the uh, develop, uh, development team. So I encourage people to reach out to us anyway. Uh, just write and, and, and send us your reviews. Uh, and hopefully you'll get a uh, features on your name. That's it. And you heard it here, SBNY podcast listeners. What you need to do is check out fantasyadvantage.com, try it out, put in a few lineups, and then let us know what you think, what you like, what you think you 
what you think would make the platform even better somehow. Uh, just everything that you can think about the platform, share it. That's what we love most. That's what I love most uh, when people share their thoughts with the podcast. Or it's not, I, I can could not agree with you more. When somebody you know either tweets at me or rates their podcast on iTunes, even some of my friends who listen who just send me a text message and they tell me, "Hey, I really like that segment," or they say, uh, "You know that show is a little sloppy," or "That that show was awesome, start to finish." That's what m- makes me love doing this and makes me want to be better and and just learn to put on the best show possible. So I'm happy to hear you're you're the same way and you just want to make this the best possible thing you can make it or lift of fantasyadvantage.com or thank you so much for coming on the podcast man well it was, it was a pleasure thank you very much for the interesting question i think uh, you know again even talking about it I, there's so many things i i i, I was talking to you and, and write notes to myself uh, just to think that i i thought about uh, doing this uh, uh podcast thing that we need to take and then and implement it immediately so every conversation that we can have around this uh this interesting uh, uh world fantasy technology sport is something that uh that I like. So, uh, again, it was a, a pleasure. I'll do it anytime, any day. And uh, just invite me one more time. Oh, of course. I think I think you earned your way back, man. You, you did great. I, I learned a lot about uh, the platform from listening to you today. And hopefully our listeners uh, for the SBNY podcast go out and check out check it out, fantasyadvantage.com. Test it out. You know, it's one thing to just go look at it. But enter a lineup. Go put one in. Give it a test. See what happens. You never know. You might be a winner. Or... Uh, this is now going to be a good Friday for you, huh? You have the rest of the day ahead of you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not for me. Unfortunately, I have to, you know, go to sleep and wake up for work in the morning. <laughs> We're going to start a day. Well, you enjoy your day, my friend. Enjoy your family. I think you said earlier you were taking your kids to to somewhere. Is that is that right? Yeah, cool. Kidding, Arden. That's it, man. Enjoy your day. Thank you again. Or lift shits of fantasyadvantage.com.